Broadcasting live from the Zimmer Communications World Headquarters. This is Wake Up Mid-Missouri. Get ready, pal. Here on Wake Up Mid Missouri. Thanks for being with us. I'm Randy Tolber. Stephanie Bell's there. Good morning. With a fresh cup of coffee. A fresh cup of coffee and a little bit of makeup. And a fresh a, face. A cup of Joe, a little bit of makeup. Hannah, do you have a you don't have a fresh cup of Joe. You've got a cup of caffeine though, somehow. Uh yeah, and it's tripping me out. Because you've been working three days straight with no sleep. Right? Uh yeah, so I'm trying a new flavor. Yeah. And it's called Straw Bango Margarita. Straw Bango Margarita. Oh, they were drinking that down in Mexico City when Blinken and Mayorkas. <laughs> but the, the problem is, I don't know if any of the Wake Up family members have tried the Bud Light Strawberritas that were popular a few years ago. Strawberita. Yeah. No. It comes in a can, like pre-mixed. It oh. tastes just like that. Did you say Bud Light? Yeah. It was from several years ago. Devin Mulvaney drinking that stuff? Dylan. Dylan. Devin. Dylan. <laughs> but, it's a D word. It sound or it tastes so similar that I keep having to check the can to make sure that there's no alcohol content <laughs> and that I'm not drinking at work. So, can you show that to the audience there on Facebook? Show yeah. that what's the can look like? It's called what now? Straw Bango Margarita. Well, yeah. do you like it? The brand is Ghost. Yeah, it's good. Yeah. I just keep having to remind myself I'm not drinking a straw burrito. Now, now Hannah, take a look at the at the label, how many no. milligrams of caffeine are in that? I'm just curious. That's a what oh, is that? A 20 two, ounce can? It, it uh 16 ounce can. 16 ounce can. How many? 200 milligrams. Okay, that's like a couple cups of coffee. What's yeah. the thing? What? How much is in that Panera lemonade that's been killing people? Pan, what? Yeah, two people have died from that charged Panera lemonade. People are not realizing that that charged lemonade from Panera. It uh, has a bunch of caffeine in it, and there. There's charged lemonade at Panera. I didn't know that. Well, be careful, <laughs> because and yes, they're not realizing that it's super got a lot of caffeine. Or, it's like an energy drink, and they're oh, drinking I way see. too much. They of it. think it's just regular lemonade. But there's, I think, two lawsuits over people who've died from um, wow. a 21 year old. So, VeryWellHealth.com says that one large charged lemonade has 237 milligrams of caffeine. Mm-hmm. And the FDA says adults can safely consume 400 milligrams of caffeine every day. I was at um, a Panera in mid-Missouri yesterday and actually at the register. They had a a homemade sign that looked like they had typed it on Microsoft Word. And it said, lemonade is not for children. Wow. And be careful. I didn't realize that. Well, folks were having the same issue with those Prime drinks. Oh, yeah. So Prime comes in a plastic bottle. And it also comes in like a slim aluminum can. And parents thought that it was all the same product. And they were giving their kids the prime that came in the slim can. Mm-hmm. But that's an energy drink. And the, it's too much caffeine for children. Yeah. The prime that comes in the plastic bottle is more of like a sports drink or a Gatorade with no caffeine in it. Mm-hmm. And parents assumed that they were the same product. <laughs> and they were not. So they were jazzing their kids up with all this caffeine unknowingly. I wow. was terrified because I knew we had Prime at home. And I said, what? Prime has caffeine? Oh, my goodness. And then <laughs> So I you re- didn't know it? Oh, no. I had no idea. Wow. But, yeah, the charge lemonade is getting people. So you got to be, you got to watch that. But that, uh, so one charge lemonade only is about the same as your energy drink, Hannah? It's more than. Oh. Okay. And it probably has sugar and mine doesn't. 
Okay, so, so I'm justifying it. So you have to be well. The problem is, especially I think if you're on other medicines, if you're on a lot of medicines, if you have any kind of you know inherent cardiovascular disease, if you're older, you're going to be more sensitive to caffeine. It can throw you into an arrhythmia. You know, you can get cardiac arrhythmias from that, and it can really start getting you can get AFib or other kinds of more serious arrhythmias. Right. Well, and the real bummer is that uh, if I have too much caffeine, it makes my anxiety worse. Ah. But when I'm anxious, I want iced coffee. So it doesn't really work out well for me. So, so if you need an upper, you what are you? What's your? Do you have an official opinion on Zins? Oh goodness! On what? <laughs> Randy's getting an education today. On Zen? On like, Zin? Z Y N Z Y N. What is Z Y N? Oh my goodness, Randy, where have you been? It's nicotine. It's the nicotine pouches. And you, um, and you put them in your lip, and they give you a straight injection. And Tucker Carlson is obsessed with him, and he's been on all these podcasts saying how it gives you the up, but there's no bad stuff because there's no, um, yeah, it's other it's, than nicotine. It's, it's smoke. It's smokeless to <laughs> but it's nicotine smokeless has nicotine. Been, but nicotine has been shown to reduce dementia and have all these good properties yeah, yeah. and other things. Nicotine also is listed as a, at least in a mild way as a carcinogen by the. By the World Health Organization. So is Coca-Cola, but, and I drink it all but, the time. But, you know, look, look, <laughs> I think we all have our ways of waking up in the morning, right? Caffeine, I mean, coffee has actually got antioxidants in it. That's it, what I tell myself. It defeats the purpose if you start loading it with cream and sugar and latte. I'm not See, latte. that's the only way I can Frappuccino, and it tastes like a milkshake. That's a different story. I have a protein shake in mind. Is that, that's better, right? That's probably okay. It's I a mean, caramel protein shake. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Speaking we, of carcinogens, I was listening to a TikTok, so yeah. you know it had to be official and fact checked, and you know one hundred percent true. But they were saying that folks who work the night shift, like the night shift, is considered a carcinogen. Why? Because it's so bad on your body yeah. and your health. Yeah, there's no doubt that people that work night shifts, and it's even worse if you work swing shifts. I mean, if we get here at five, or do technically we work the night I think, shift? I think I think you're okay. <laughs> Sometimes, I think you're okay. well, like my thing, I leave California at four a.m. and I have almost an hour drive into work. Yeah, and so I need something to wake me up because I don't want to wreck my. Yeah, car. I think total sleep is really important, right? So if you can <laughs> if you can get a good seven or eight hours, that's good, right? Yeah, I'm Most totally nights. doing that. And. Yeah, but I mean, people that work the night shift, they get they get their diurnal rhythms messed up. There's things going on with your pineal gland that puts out the melatonin, and it's a problem, right? You're saying words so, I don't well, understand. <laughs> well, never. But I do. I think you're right. I think the importance of sleep, and I think especially as you age, yeah. I notice I need more sleep now, and I'm just I'm not a very nice person, um, yeah. and I my diet is uh, will be worse. You're always a nice person. Oh no, I've never seen I, you been not ooh, nice. Have you, just just you wait. Have you witnessed Stephanie being not nice? I I think Hannah referred to me just as, a couple times. Well, Salty. maybe maybe if she's an advocate for you at trial, <laughs> I want her to be not nice. I want her to be a bulldog. Yeah. Yeah. I like to win. Um, but oh, I think, oh, 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 yeah. But sleep affects everything. I mean, yeah. it, whether you're working out, whether you're, you know, trying to choose a healthy meal, all yeah. of that. And so I've, I really try to pay attention. The, the human body is a remarkably resilient organism with lots of, you know, um, safety nets a lot of repair mechanisms we have to feed it right we're not doing that very well in america these days we have to exercise it we don't always do that so well these days 
and that's why we're having a crisis in chronic disease. And it's that's why our life expectancy has been going down the last couple of years, right? Yeah. We're not taking good of, good care of our... Look, we maintain our cars. We go to the car wash. We get our tune-ups. We change our... We don't treat our bodies as well as we do our cars well, sometimes. Well, and it never fails every time I you know, get too lax on my sleep or I get too ran down, have too much going on, I always get a sinus infection. Yeah, we know. Always. We've heard it the last yeah. three weeks. Yep. <laughs> you, that time you, of year. Yeah. And you had it last year super bad too. But it's really, that those sinus infections are going up. Okay, so that, I wanted to talk about sinus infections. Yeah. What is a clinician uh, to do these days? <sighs> Probably 95% of, quote, sinus infections. When you're congested, you have pressure, you know, maybe you got some post-nasal drip. When you can't hear. Or viral. 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 Really? Yes. The vast majority of sinus infections are viral. Oops. But it's one of the most common. It's it's like ear infections in kids. Now, wait. Don't wait for the end of this. I, I'm at odds with the medical mainstream community. Okay. So any of the main, if you're if you're an infectious disease expert, if you're a doctor that disagrees with me, five seven three eight seven four ninety three. Call in ninety three ninety. Call in text. We're in a dilemma because it's true that most colds, most sinus infections, most chest yuckiness, in most people, most of the time will resolve because it's a virus. And you, if you take, you get some rest. You take good care of yourself. You, you know, <laughs> that explains why mine did not react to the antibiotics, and I was sick yeah. for over two weeks. Right. Well, and we found out a couple months ago that the cold medicine that we've all been buying, thinking that it helps, actually doesn't help at all. I I may disagree with that. It depends what cold medicine you're talking about. I mean, that was about the decongestant. Yeah. Right? Okay. Because that, that helps to narrow you. The, the best thing, if you've got the stuffy I can't breathe through my nose, is probably to just use a little afro-nasal spray or, you know, and generic of that. Well, I, okay. So, a very good friend. Call, here's the deal. If you have a, quote, sinus infection, get yourself one of those nasal douches. Uh, nasal irrigants. <laughs> I love that. I love that. I love that. It gets a great reaction. A neti pot. Yeah, it's a nasal. It's a nasal douche. <laughs> but actually, Brandon. now that people will remember that though. The next time, oh. if I say get a neti pot, they'll go, "What the heck?" The next, you'll remember that. The that next, was... the next time, there's a good one made by Neil Med. Just don't get the two confused. No, no, don't <laughs> get the two confused. No, no, no. <laughs> no, no, no. But it's the same. It's the same thing. You're, you're, you're. <laughs> the same thing <laughs> it's the same concept say stay with me here oh it's no, the same you, concept you done got my head in the gutter Randy. <laughs> well, there's no my head's back. not in the gutter i'm i'm up here don't <sighs> don't i'm not gonna get in the gutter but what about so there's a good product by a company made uh, called neil med n-e-i i think it's n-e-i-l dash med and you can buy it at any of the stores i have some samples in my office most docs have a sample in there and it's a it's a low pressure high volume it's a little plastic bottle with what looks like a rocket nose cone on it and you fill it up with warm distilled water you should not use tap water why not it's possible to get amoebiasis amoeba oh you've seen the amoeba that sort of creeps around in the microscope a little so where do you get distilled water like from the grocery store yeah you can get anywhere and you just warm it up in, like your, in your microwave whatever you put it in there just warm it up not too hot okay lukewarm and then you put in a little packet of salt that comes, it's salt, but it makes it isotonic with your own membrane so it doesn't burn you. And you just gently, you hang out over the sink 
and you just gently squirt it in one nostril, and it either comes out the other nostril out your mouth. And it sounds oh. weird. A very good friend, a very good friend of mine, um, and I, you might know this person too, but it doesn't matter. Um, I recommended that for them, and they thought it was a great thing. <laughs> the text line, Clavo, Clay, <laughs> out, out, uh, out your mouth. Summer's Eve, nasal. <laughs> I can't even read the text. He said, I nearly crashed my truck. <laughs> I didn't say it is it's it's a it's a it's a low pressure, high volume flush of a cavity. Now, what, what and only you? one only one comes out your mouth. <laughs> Oh yeah, but no. Okay, but, so okay. So the, the idea is infection. to clean out some of the allergy. It's good so for allergy season too. So do works. that. That works. That helps open up the sinus passages so that whatever infection is in there, whatever gunk and stuff, okay, that gets drained out. And then I'm also an advocate of using like I, I like Nyquil. I know a lot of the studies, a lot of the academics will say you don't need a multi symptom. The, the good thing about the Nyquil is it, puts it, you, you it gets you some sleep, and your immune system needs sleep. I well, lived what, off of Dayquil and Nyquil when I had yeah. COVID. But what about, like, my thing is always when you're feeling that rundown, the thing that I really want from my doc is a Z-pack, like a, the steroid. And that's, get back. That's, that's probably a mistake. I really? Because Why? about the time you finished your Z-pack, your viral infection is going away anyway, the vast majority of the time. God love my mom. I hope mom's not listening. Mom's always <laughs> calling me on the second day of her cold. <laughs> I need some of that doxycycline because it always picks me up. You know, I'm like, okay, mom, sure, whatever. And... And then four days later, I get the call. Boy, that really worked well. Well, it, you know, if I'd have given her a placebo, I just can't give mom a placebo. It probably would have been Here, the same. Here's effect. the problem, though. Too often, doctors withhold antibiotics these days because we're told we need to be stingy antibiotic, you know, stewards. Mm-hmm. And, not do, and so you have to have a discussion. But then on the other hand, patients are grading doctors. You know, doctors get paid on the basis of their partly. And they get graded, and they may make a bonus based on their patient experience scores, their report cards. Huh. You may not know that. Employed doctors are. Private doctors like me, it's like, okay, if you don't like me, you just leave my practice, whatever. You know, I don't get a, that's my report card. <laughs> Bye, Felicia. But, yeah. Yeah, but, but the point is, they're getting, they're getting graded on these little checkmark things you get. In the I little, thought they were getting graded on how much, how much medicine they were pumping out of their, no, 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 no. Their so, facilities. And in academic centers, if you do something, if you provide it, if you, if you prescribe an antibiotic prematurely according to the algorithm, forget it. You could lose your tenure. You could get fired. Really? Yeah. So, so the thing is, sometimes, it's gone on for seven days. It's clear. The symptoms are clear, you know, and I mean, it's like you touch the sinuses here below the eyes and people are hitting the roof. You know, I'm sorry. I'm giving that person antibiotics. The algorithm says wait for seven days. You know, the art of the science of medicine and the art of medicine, you know, we don't do the art of medicine anymore. So when your doctor tries to have a discussion with you about virus, remember that, you know, they're trying to help you and they may say, hey, look, like with the kiddos these days with the years, they'll say, hey probably going to clear on its own probably a viral thing call me in 24 to 48 hours if it's not better you know that kind of a thing and they're not trying to hurt you ear tubes saved our lives there you go i think we have 10 sets in our household yeah <laughs> clay says stop it randy i'm dying <laughs> but but i know clay the next time you get a sinus infection you're going to be doing that nasal irrigation because <laughs> you remembered you heard it here first <laughs> It's 8.23. We ran a little late, and we had a lot of fun. I hope you did, too. (laughs) We'll be back with, um, oh, it's the morning bell. Yeah, we'll be back with that. See how the markets are doing.
This is Wake Up Mid-Missouri. Tell your friends, you listen to Wake Up Mid-Missouri. It is time for a very brief morning bell. I'm sorry. It's all right. We've got uh, some mixed uh, news on the futures. Dow and S&P down just ever so slightly. NASDAQ up um, just slightly as the market prepares to open. And uh, we're keeping an eye on beer sales. Now, we know there was a bunch of boycotting and other things. And it's it's interesting because um, the beer, beer sales are what Hannah down to their lowest level since 1999. Yeah. Wow. And the article overall really, industry wide. Industry wide not I mean Bud Light is certainly down yeah, more yeah. than that. And I just I have to I know a lot of people are getting ready to start dry January. I saw an article last week about how more and more bars are offering mocktails yeah. and and I think it's a generational thing. They're saying more and more Gen Zers are hmm. turning are, are going completely um abstaining from alcohol. Look really? At, look at us. Yeah. Finally something that we don't have to crap on my generation. Very for. good idea. Yeah. Well, it's a super idea. And I know during COVID, the alcohol was way up. And so I think the stat is really interesting. So, I mean, really, where is it coming from? And then I'm thinking, yeah. are people just, you know, for health reasons, getting away from beer and going to seltzer well, yeah. or something? You know, what what is behind the, these numbers? I don't know yet. We really do. A, the, the, one of the big phenoms is like the fizzy water that not sweetened, artificially sweetened. Yeah. Buble and other stuff. LaCroix. Right? Love La it. LaCroix. Yeah. It's going crazy. Gross. Love it. It's good for you. It's good for you. I'm exactly. not so crazy about all the carbonation, but I'm glad no artificial sweetness. I had a Topo Chico in here earlier. It's delicious. Same thing. That's what they were serving in Mexico City. <laughs> <laughs> hey, when we come back, Senator Cindy O'Loughlin, uh, Senate Majority Leader, joins us. Stay there. This is Mid-Missouri's number one rated morning show. Uh, you might want to fact check that. This is Stephanie Bell. You are listening to Wake Up Mid-Missouri, and um, we are... Hey, oh. welcome back, Randy. Oh, oh, look who decided to join us. <laughs> all good, all good. Uh, hi, Randy. It's Senator Cindy O'Loughlin. I was taking a beating, <laughs> Senator O'Loughlin. You know why? <laughs> we were talking about the advantages of when you get a sinus infection how you should irrigate your <laughs> nasal cavity. It's a very important thing to do. You probably do that when you get a sinus infection, don't you? Well, I mean, there's just some things you don't talk about. Oh. <laughs> this is one of them. <laughs> yeah. The, and I used, I used the I word... And I used the word that the, that the British... Allergy and Immunology Society uses it's called nasal douching, and I got, I, I was trying, I was trying to clean up my wounds from all the beating I took because I used appropriate term. At any rate, hey, it's it's great that you're with us. Um, I wanted to cover things because, of course, the, the legislative session starts next uh, next week. It's a big, big session. There's a lot of things on the table. I know you have things on your plate, and. I think of your job as the majority uh, leader on the, the floor leader on the Senate as being essentially herding cats, especially with some of the divisions within the party. Do you see any improvement in that this session? <laughs> um, well, maybe. I mean, you know, it's an election year and several of the senators are running for other positions, statewide positions. So that adds another dynamic. And so you have to be mindful of 
some of the legislation they've sponsored and, you know, what they might use that for. I mean, maybe they they actually do want to achieve something with it, or maybe they just want it as a talking point to get free press. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. Um, you know, it, which then leads to dissension with the rest of the Senate as they are trying to get done things that they feel are important. So I guess I guess we'll see. Believe me, it, it occupies a lot of my thinking. And, you know, we were talking off air, and I will say it on air. I don't know... I don't know of an elected official that I know that does their homework like Senator Cindy O'Loughlin. I mean, I, I, and I can speak from the, the, the health care realm. I know you talk to me and other people about rural health care. Um, when I was in a leadership position there, you, I remembered you were going to go over to Cerner and talk to them about you know, medical records and electronics. and this. You really do your homework. Are you able to do as much of that um, and still be the, major, the, 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 the floor leader? Well... You know, what I try to do, I mean, we we have to find a way to maintain the freedoms that we currently have. And how that relates to the question you just asked is sometimes people sponsor things that, you know, while well-intentioned, take away those freedoms and give them to the government. And the government never makes decisions that are better for you than you would have made. And so it's important for me to understand, you know, what each of the senator's priorities are, how is that going to affect the general public? And in my case, I always look at how does this affect the average working individual? Because I think the average middle-class working individual is really taking it on the chin. And, um, I don't want to be a part of that, but I do want to work with each of the senators and try to find a good path for good solutions. So it's pretty complicated, but I spend a lot of time reading legislation, thinking about what the effect of it will be. You know, how do we get something done that is actually good for people? And sometimes the answer to that is do nothing. Yeah, well, so... Beyond just the tension within the Senate, there's also a tension between the Senate and the House. And the House often, you know, when we have House members on, we often say, you know, what are we going to do about this? And they said, well, we did it. It went to the Senate and it died. And so, you know, you also have to balance that. And I see um, there's a redistricting case going on, it looks like. And I guess the HRCC, so, uh, you know, the campaign arm and the and the Senate uh, version, took two opposing views in this case and are on different sides of the issue. Mm. So that's not going to set anything up. But can you talk a little bit about your, you know, how you as a leader in the Senate are going to try to forge that relationship uh, going forward? Well, I mean, as you just alluded to, the House Republican Campaign Committee decided to file a brief that's basically supporting a position of an attorney who who represented clean Missouri, which is, of course, the exact opposite of what the Republican caucus would want to see implemented. And we did manage to beat that. But the question is, why would the Republican campaign committee take a position on a dispute over the Senate map? And... You know, none of the answers that I come up with are very good ones. (laughs) So, um, 
you know, that has created a little bit more conflict, and there's some drama on both sides of the both sides of the building. I mean, there's no disputing that. So my solution to that is to just sit down with people, talk with them, be honest with them. You know, if I give you my word about what I'm going to do, then I'm going to do it. And I expect that in return. And, you know, when that happens, things go along fairly well. And when it doesn't happen, then, you know, I... I confront a person about it and, and talk about it. I mean, our word is really all we have. So um, it's too bad we can't take the politics out of politicians, but we're elected to do something good for the people of the state. And that requires serious thought. And in, in my opinion, it requires honesty and integrity. Senator Cindy O'Loughlin, the Majority Leader of the Missouri Senate, joins us on Wake Up Mid Missouri. Randy, thank you so much. Uh, Ma'am, oh, there I am. Randy, thank you so much, uh, Senator. We appreciate you joining us live. I think it is very important to note to remind everyone: Republicans have a Republican governor right now in the governor's mansion. They have super majorities. Super majorities. I'm and I'm not preaching at you. I'm preaching to the audience. I don't think this re- really gets reported much in both chambers. Uh, Twenty four ten in your chamber and a super majority of a one on one eleven to fifty one in the in the house. So quite frankly, if they've got their you know got united, they could pra- practically pass anything that that they want. But they have not been able to do that. One bill that definitely grabs my attention, Senator, and I guarantee you, it's going to get some attention. Uh, this session, probably early on. Your colleague, Senator Denny Hoskins, Republican from Warrensburg, has filed a bill dealing with video lottery terminals, VLTs. If people know if they've been in gas stations, probably seen these slot machines. This bill would issue licenses to video lottery game manufacturers, retailers, and uh, it, it, they could put them in, in truck stops. They could put them in veterans organizations, fraternal organizations, and in business entities licensed to sell liquor by the drink. I'm looking at straight, straight off his bill. Um, he's battled with some of the members. Of, um, he and Cable Rowden have been very clear they, they don't see eye to eye on this bill. What do you see happening on that bill? And if you had a chance to talk to him about um, your thoughts on that bill well we talk, we've talked about it at great length in you know past sessions and the video lottery terminal issue is something that i doubt seriously gets resolved this session and and i when you talk about the supermajorities and the fact that if everybody would become united that you know we could pass anything we wanted that of course is true but the reality is, unless people are willing to compromise somewhat, you will not get 18 votes on the Senate side. Mm. So, you know, if you take 24 people and you sit them down in a room and you say, um, you know, we're going to solve this problem over here. What, what is your solution? You're going to come up with 24 slightly differing versions. And so you have to have people who are willing to say, okay, let's talk about this. Let's talk about What's the goal we're trying to reach and where can we come together for the common good? And that is where you sometimes run off the rail. Yeah. And um, I, uh, we, we have some people in the Senate who are who are totally unwilling to accept 90 percent of what they would like to accomplish, which, you know, kind of works with everyone else there. 
they want 100%. And, and if you think about it, they can go home and say, you know, I had this bill and I had the perfect answer, but I couldn't get the rest of the people to go along with me. And so then that's where the term rhino starts flying through the air or, you know, status quo or establishment. And I dislike that because it really, it takes away from sitting down and seriously considering what are the differences in what you're trying to do and how do you how do you manage to come together to get it done and, and senator i just want to follow up on that very quickly uh, about uh, the point about the 24 to 10 and, and really appreciate your perspective because i sense some frustration with some of the members of your own caucus from from your comments but I bring that up in that I was there as a reporter in 1996 and the Democrats were in control and they didn't have super majorities. They were, let's say, 90 to whatever it was. It was, it was probably a 20 to 25 seat majority at that time. But there were so many. There were hundreds of bills. Governor Carnahan signed hundreds of bills and a lot of them people forget were Republican bills that he signed now. And I know things have changed. You might have, let's say. And I know these are omnibus bills, had a lot of things in them, but you might have 40 or 50 bills. You just don't see the the passage of things that you used to see before. And, and you know that. I think, um, you know, sometimes people listen into what's going on on the Senate floor. And the comments that I've gotten are, what are you all doing? <laughs> I mean, if they're listening. <laughs> We've heard that. We hear that loud and clear. It gets texted to us and called in. Yep. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and, uh, you know, they're frustrated, and it's it's difficult to explain to people. But I think I would put it like this. When you have a supermajority, it seems to me that people, in order to try to differentiate themselves from the group or to be able to claim the mantle of the most conservative, which, you know, when you think about it, anybody could define that almost any way they wanted, they they will go to the extreme and refuse to bend even a little. And so ultimately what happens is you get nothing because... You know, there's a reason that people say that that being a senator in Missouri is one of the most powerful positions you can have, and really not in a good way, but the power comes from being able to kill anything that you want to. And so I feel, you know, the incentive sometimes for people to try to negotiate something or compromise on something just goes out the window especially if they are people who are concentrating on moving to the next level. Yeah. You know, they, they sacrifice doing the job they're supposed to be doing right now because they're thinking about what they can do to get to the next level. At the, and I, I, don't, I don't like that. At, at the risk of, um, of referring to something we talked about earlier, you'll find this interesting, Senator. I think what you're talking about is humility. And I was just talking about, I don't know how we got into it, but we were talking earlier about what is it that keeps judges who, you know, they're in black robes and they have such authority over people and they, everyone stands up. What, what, what keeps people in positions of power pinching themselves to remind themselves that they're human beings and to just, just tone down what people are saying about them and stop believing it so much? Maybe that would be well informed for some of our other senators to hear. Is that maybe concordant with what you're saying? Well, it is important, and 
you know, one of the reasons that I spend so much time talking with regular people, and we're we're all regular people, but we're in sort of a special position for, you know, a limited amount of time, but when you talk to the average individual and you see what the effect could be if something was passed, how it's going to affect their life, you know, it brings you back in touch with reality, and if you're not in touch with regular working people, and the only people you talk to are either, you know, other politicians or someone within that little bubble, you pretty soon start to lose reality. Yeah. I mean, I think you you can see that at the federal level every day. Yep. And it's important to actually talk to the people that you're affecting with the things you're trying to do. And when you do that... It brings you back to, oh, okay, you know, I'm one of these people, too. Right. And it won't be long, and I'll be right there with them. Well, that's what what makes you a great leader and a great individual and uh, a person of high integrity. I'm confident that um, despite the heavy lifting that you have to do, it'll be a great session. And we thank you for taking on that very daunting role and for being with us. Hope you'll check with us from time to time during the session, Senator. I will. Thanks for having me on. Hey, thank you very, very much, and good luck next week. Senator Cindy O'Loughlin joins us on Wake Up Mid-Missouri. A lot said there. We'll be back in just a little bit with leftovers. This is Wake Up Mid-Missouri. This is Wake Up Mid-Missouri featuring Mom. Here's a big old serving of leftovers. Enjoy. It's that time of uh, leftovers. We open up the fridge, and <laughs> Hannah's got something. I do. Yeah. Does the name Gypsy Rose Blanchard mean anything to you guys? No, Gypsy Rose Lee, but not Gypsy Rose Blanchard. Really? So she is from Missouri, the Springfield area. Okay. And she's sort of famously known for being a victim of Munchausen by proxy. Oh. Uh, her mom, Dee Dee Blanchard, okay. was the one on the, the giving end of that disorder. Um, and Dee Dee uh, was murdered by Gypsy Rose's online boyfriend. And Gypsy and the boyfriend went to jail, essentially, for murdering Dee Dee. Um, the boyfriend was trying to rescue Gypsy uh-huh. from that scenario, and they were trying to run away together into the sunset. Um, there were some mental health issues on his end as well. I'm surprised you guys haven't heard of this. I haven't heard of that. Case. Have you? I have. I just, okay. I, now that I see the pictures, it looks familiar. Yeah, there was a Hulu doc- documentary mm-hmm. made a couple years ago that's oh. really good um, that I would highly recommend folks check out if you haven't seen it. It's called The Act on oh my Hulu. Goodness. Um but it's a really famous Missouri case. How old? Uh, it was 2015 when she stabbed her mother. Yes. So did she did she serve time? She did. She That's- did and she's getting out today. That's why I wanted to talk about it. Oh my. Um she is being released from the Chillicothe mm. facilities today. So that's been trending again. Um, That's not enough time. If you stab your mother, you go to prison for like six years. Seven she didn't years. do wow. the dirty work. It well, was the boyfriend, yeah. but she conspired. Wow. 
something else. I don't remember that. I well, feel like if you murder people, you should be in for longer or conspire. Even if to murder you're a people. victim of Munchausen by proxy, I don't know. Well, maybe you can talk about it tomorrow when you host Wake Up Mid-Missouri. We'll do that. And we're talking to Grant Norfleet, oh, a, cool. a Missouri um, young person who was elected as a national FFA officer. Thanks for